What's that, boy? Dad, over there. Is that a yeti? It's just his hair, son. At last, saved after all these years. Stuck up this cursed mountain, licking moss with only a crow for a friend. How'd you find me? Just walking the dog. Need a lift back down? Room for a crow? Adventures never far with the Land Rover Discovery Sport. Now £339 per month on Land Rover personal contract hire. Oh, heated seats. Land Rover. Above and beyond. Initial rental, £4,068. 48th month term. Subject status, 8,000 miles per annum. Conditions apply. Offer ends 31st of March. Participating retailers only. Such Land Rover offers. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Introducing first, former ECW champion, Mikey Whipbread. I gotta keep some semblance of order here. They can never take away the fact that I've been the champion. And his tag team partner, former ECW heavyweight champion, Jerry Lynn. You might hear guinea pigs in the background occasionally. And your referee for this podcast, Mike Freeland. It's in your contract in this show that you have to curse at least 10 or 12 times a minute. This is Front Row Material. Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears. And if you can't handle that fact, get your chunky ass back to that concession stand and sell some snow cones. I drank too much last night. It happens. You, you have to have a uh, kind of like a cheat day or a day that you can kind of, you know, have a little fun. That right? was yesterday. Good. Good for you. I saw you were in the luxury box at a hockey game. Yes, I was at the luxury suite at the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms game, of which they played like the Eagles. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh, really? We're starting off like that? Well, yeah. Oh, so so since they were doing, weren't doing very well, did you have a lot of beers? I had a couple beers, yes. And then I had uh, a cheeseburger. Nice. And, uh, my wife got, for dessert, she got these, uh, like, funnel cake ooh. fries. Nice. So yesterday wasn't good, but today was back to normal. So, yeah. You know what? It's not going to hurt one day. No, you got to treat yourself every now and again. I agree. Otherwise, you go absolutely crazy. Yeah. So you got to have a cheap day. Yeah. So today, today was, was really, my bad day. So, well, yesterday it was, was really my bad cool. Day, not today. It was really cool to see a picture of you and the uh, and you as you refer to her, the warden. That was a really good yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah. See, they don't uh, they don't come out often. I keep my public private life mostly private. So every now and again, I put one out there. Well, that's good. That's good. Please send my best to her and uh, and thank her for letting us play radio again this week. I will. I'm, I married up. You did. Well, you, you, I, this is very true. <laughs> this is very, very true. So did I. Your groomsmen had to been going. Wait a minute. Hold on. Are we at the right place? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? This is this. This is going to be your one. No. Well, we got oh. married at a little chapel in Gatlinburg, and her brother. And his wife just happened to be in town, which I don't think it was just a coincidence, but it was funny because I know he was, he's got a carry permit. So he was probably packing and was practically pushing her through the door while I'm waiting. <laughs> so, wow. I think he had strict orders to make sure she got married. <laughs> wow. Nice. By the way, congratulations as well to you, uh, Mr. Lynn, as well. I saw the picture that was posted on social media. Oh, which one? You and the missus uh, going down the aisle? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 15 years now. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, time. so I asked her if she'd want to redo our vows, you know, go back. 
Oh, that's cool. I said, should we go back to Gatlinburg and redo our vows since it's 15 years? And she says, sure, but I want to be married by an Asian Elvis. And I said, I don't think we're going to find that in Gatlinburg. We'll probably have to go to Vegas for that one. I would pay to see that. (laughs) Well, Mikey. That should be streaming live on Twitter. Maybe we'll stream it. A hunk of hunk of burn, be- wove. <laughs> Do you, Jerry Win? <laughs> Jelly Win? <laughs> oh. oh, well, that's great. Gentlemen, are you guys ready for uh, for an intro so we can get this potty started? The potty? I was going to the, the potty, potty, Jerry. I know you have that elevated seat. Well, why did the, how did that come? He said potty, like. Potty like it's 1999. Yeah, I'm trying to talk like I'm from the Northeast, you know? No, he's, like they talk at the Newark airport. No, they don't talk like that. Well, why don't I have a speech about the airport? Wait, oh, potty? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. You're trying to adopt that Boston accent. Where'd you pack right. the car? Pack the car, that's right. That's not the Northeast. The Northeast is New York and New Jersey. You, talk, you, New Jersey. you mean New England. They're in the yard, not too far from the car. God, speaking of New England, Tom Brady, damn. You, you, you can't deny the man. He I'm not denying the man, but I'm a Jets fan, and I hate seeing that man happen. He's, a, he's like a lingering case it. of Jock itch. He just will not go away. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, if I was busy fussing with Jock itch, you think I would have caught that? <laughs> Don't get sidelined with Jock itch. That's why he wishes Brett Favre was still playing. I loved Brett Favre. I loved Brett. Brett was just, he just like, wore Wrangler jeans and... Horseback ride. And he wore Wrangler jeans because they paid him. That's true. <laughs> Tom Brady wears Uggs because they probably pay him to wear Uggs. That's right. Wait. See? Mikey, didn't you say you wore Uggs? Yeah, I do Frankensteiners and Uggs. Yeah, see? Oh, God. Is that somewhere where Maria Call can view that? You doing the Frankensteiner and Uggs and jeans? Probably. Was that on? And that was at Joey Janela's spring break, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure we can find it. Then. Nice. I think we should. Roll it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I'm joined by the two ECW legends, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck and Mr. Jerry Lynn. But you know what? Before we get into the boys, I do want to take a time, a moment here, just to uh, to pay some homage to Mikey, because I don't think we've talked about this yet. Did you know Mikey was the Wrestling Observer 1994 Rookie of the Year? That's true. How did you feel about that, Mikey? Rookie of the year. I had no idea. I, did, I didn't, didn't even know I didn't you know were a rookie. Dirt, of the I year? didn't know what a dirt sheet was. So well, now you, you got to like Dave Meltzer now because he gave you the highest prize. No, he ruined my he ruined my career. Well, it was all downhill from there. Well, yeah, because he gave me first place and gave Triple H second place. He's held a grudge ever since. <laughs> <laughs> But I just wanted to make sure we threw that in there because I always feel like I don't give you a proper introduction. You know, I always feel like, or at least you believe I give the love to Jerry all the time. But I wanted to give the love to you as well. I would give the love to Jerry too. All right. What a, well, didn't I get the, uh, did, did you tell me I got a uh, BWI award? It was, uh, what, best comeback of the year or something like that? I believe it was. Uh, miss, most inspirational, uh, nicest person. Um, my gosh, let, let's let's go into the achievements here of Mr. One Jerry Wait, Lynn. What? By the way, oh, there's a lot of them here, but here's the one that I want to go in here. We're going to start referring to Jerry Lynn as the Hall of Famer because you were inducted 
into the Hall of Fame. What, hall, what hall Jerry, of Fame? You, you don't even really talk about Which that. Hall of Fame? In the ECW arena, the hardcore Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. That was... Uh, 2010. Yeah, I remember that night. It was during a Ring of Honor TV taping, and I didn't know what was going on. And they had me... They, they wanted me to cut a promo about the angle I was in. And so I'm putting together this promo, and I, I, I was driving Jim Cornette nuts because what I didn't know was Jim was going to induct me in the ring that night. And so I went to Jim a few times asking him about the promo and what he wanted and whatever. And I know he was probably thinking inside his head, you know, would this idiot leave me alone? <laughs> You're not. You know, in all reality, I wasn't doing a promo. So they were just surprising me. So I went to the ring. It was a big surprise. And then Jim inducted me. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's oh, awesome. Oh, it was. It was. But I, it, it was, it was, I know Jim had to be going nuts because I kept bothering bother him about the promo. I'm not... Uh... I'm not in the ECW Hall of Fame. You are not. That is correct. That's right. Not. Keep, all right. That's right. right. I videotaped it when we were there. I video, videoed all the That's banners right. up there, and I said, where's Mikey? Not there. Yeah. Are I, they still doing the I inductions, uh, or is it done I don't count. now? Well, I'm sure they'll okay. still be doing some. I just don't know who decides when, you know, what the time frame is or when they decide to or where. Well, well, think about this, Mike. You're a Triple Crown winner. That's a big deal. Dreamer did a nice tribute to me at the uh, one of the House of Hardcore shows. He did a little uh, video package, uh, unbeknownst to me. Was it in the arena? It was in the arena, yes. Well, they should have done it that night. Well, to me, they did. Like, you know, I don't have a banner hanging, but it, it was very nice of Tommy to uh, think of me in that way. So oh, yeah. I was, great. I was greatly touched. Tommy is awesome. I don't think I've heard anybody say anything bad about Tommy. I mean, he just seems like he's just the guy who shoots straight with you from everything that I've heard in interviews. And he's really good at giving advice and he'll give you his time. So, I mean, my gosh, you can't respect a guy any more than that. Yep. No, always been good to me. So I can't complain. Now I want to tell you guys this, you guys wanted to record a little earlier and I, I, I reluctantly said yes. And the reason why I reluctantly said yes was because I was watching figured it out. It is the show with um, our two friends, the two friends that put us over the last time. What? Remember them? Yes. No? Yes. I was watching it, and it was it was Ooh. ridiculously good. What? I'm confused. I can't figure Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh. What the hell is figure? What's figure it out? It's their show. They have a show, so they too? Have, they have a show, and they have a podcast. I knew about their the podcast. Their show is ridiculously awesome. Guys, I highly recommend you go ahead and check it out. I found it on YouTube. Oh. I'm sure it's on the WWE Network, um, but it's on YouTube as well, all of their episodes. It's so cool. So they go to different um, toy stores um, and vintage toys, and they go around looking for different things, and they kind of take you down memory lane. Hey, I had this as a kid, yada, yada, yada. They talk about their collections that they have. It's just so, so good. It's like American Pickers, but wrestling and vintage toys, and it's so much better. Frank Fritz. I don't know. Frank may Frank may <laughs> need to join these boys. I'm usually good to keep it up to do up to date with what they're doing, but I've slacked apparently. I did not know about figure it out. It's really good. Check it out, you guys. I would subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. I'm gonna it's do good it right. Stuff. As Tommy Dream would say, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, is something I want to get your opinions on, you guys, before we get started here. So it was brought to my attention, and you guys said, "Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it." Right. Oh, no. I don't worry but about my it. Laugh, my laugh. My laugh. Somebody said, ah, it's a little over the top. So I said, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I get it, right? 
and just letting it go. That's what I was going to do. So I was having a conversation the other day with Lance Storm. And I was talking to Lance and I was just going back and forth. And I said, hey, I'd really appreciate it. Give me some feedback here. You know, you're in the podcast world. I'm in the podcast world. I said, what, what kind you're of You're asking Lance? Yes, I'm asking Lance Storm. He was on our show. He knows. He probably gave you a bucket list of things a mile long. He gave me some things to think this, about. Yes. How about this? A little bit of this. Oh, and don't forget this. And of course, you're going to throw well, that in there. <laughs> so, so you're saying if you open yourself up, he'll definitely be willing to give you things to think about. The good thing about Lance is he will fucking tell you straight up exactly what mm -hmm. he thinks. Mm -hmm. He won't sugarcoat a fucking thing. It was not. There was none on it, but it was good. And he told me, he goes, I remember you did a really great job. You know, you facilitating the guys, the conversation, it flowed, it was really enjoyable. He goes, the one thing, I think when you laugh, you might want to pull yourself away from the microphone a little bit because when you pop, it's 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 kind of loud. So, hey, hey, I'm pulling it away now. Look, look here. I'm pulling this thing away. You won't even be able to hear me. I'm going to mute myself every time something really funny happens. I'm going to make sure that I don't pop too loud. Now, these the people can't see you on video, but I think when you laugh, you have to go 20 feet back into the kitchen. <laughs> I, sh I should. I should go all the way back there. Gosh. Uh, oh, Jerry, I'm going to send you something in the mail tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you're going to love Ooh. it. All right. Ooh. It's while well, you're convalescing at home for the next couple of weeks. Oh. Well, I hope it's not uh, stuff to help me with the convalescing because I'm all stocked up. A little bit, but well, oh, you're going to love this. All right. All right. Th uh, this is going to be. You, 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 it may, it may bring you to tears. How thoughtful I was on this. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which. Now my wife wants to watch The Notebook. And I told her, I said, Mikey said that's a real tearjerker. She goes, it is? Oh, I go, yeah. Oh, I'm like, the Great. tissues. So she started yeah, to watch Kleenex. it. And she realized with commercials, it was three hours long. So thankfully she stopped and she recorded a different time. So hopefully she'll watch it when I'm not around. When is that going to be? I don't know. Cause I'm gonna, I'm, You're homebound. I'm, I'm stuck here for at least two weeks, stuck in the house. Except Get for the going Kleenex. to physical therapy. Get the clean. I don't want to cry. You have to watch it. It's a good movie. All right. It's a good movie. Are you sure? Yes. All right. All right. Uh, yes. I'll give it a try. I'll have Annabelle on the camera. <laughs> she'll be she'll be streaming live. We'll all be able to enjoy it. <laughs> Great. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, just, you know, you don't have to, wait. You, are you, you don't have to fucking go downright bawling. Well, I know, but you know, are you a little are you pretty sentimental? Am I? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, okay. I have a heart. Come on. You're going to flare it up, dude. Well, you know, like that, like that poor fucking Indian seeing this as uh, the, the country all littered up. <laughs> why, Just one, why, one yeah. subtle tear all by itself <laughs> down the cheek of the legend Jerry Lynn. Why are you always comparing me to old people crying? Thanks. No. I can't, well, I can't compare I'll, you to fucking, uh, you know, Shirley Temple. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, I could now. Temple. <laughs> okay. Shirley Temple now, not Shirley Temple then. No, uh, Mary Poppins. Oh. Yeah, see? Now I'm rib I hate it when I set you up. Now I'm ribbing myself. That's okay. No, I'll admit it. The first day I dropped Annabelle off at school for kindergarten, I, I got a little misty on the way to work. Yeah, see? So this, these things happen. So then, the, I think that's normal though. The next time it'll happen will be on graduation day, probably. Then I'll lose it. No, sweet sixteen. Mm. That might do it. Oh, I hope not. You know it's really gonna do it when you walk her down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's going to be, sure. yeah. That's going to be tough, tough, tough. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to gimp her down the aisle. 
<laughs> I'm hope I hope I'm not in a wheelchair or on my rascal by then. No. He's he's gonna he's gonna rascal yeah. his way down there. He's gonna hop on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. We'll have it decorated with the flowers and stuff. That's terrible. I'm in the same boat, so it's terrible. Yeah. Might be a hover round or something. I don't know. <laughs> there you, well, there you go. This is interesting because when you had posted your videos from the hospital, so just for everybody who's up to date here, Jerry had his second hip surgery and front row material breaking news has been keeping you up to date on everything that is Jerry Lynn. But Jerry, that first video that you went ahead and posted from your hospital bed, I think it got something to the extent of, oh, 64,500 views. Really? Yes. And then in in all my, uh, uh, what's the word? Awareness. I forgot to mention I was getting a hip replacement. I had people asking me, "What is it? What is it you have done again?" I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> that's a good point." You're yeah. in a hospital bed. You don't even tell no. anyone why. I'm just like, yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? I should have spread again? a bunch of different rumors. Open heart surgery, lung transplant. You know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go again, guys. Wow. But a lot of people reached out. Um, Seth Rollins reached out, the Young Bucks reached out, a lot of people who want to share uh, their sentiments and, and well wishes to you as well. Yeah, so. that was really nice because I know a lot of them are, you know, when you're on the road, you're so busy and, you know, you don't really have a lot of time sometimes. Yes, so and, you, and, my friend, and I, I, was, I was freaking out like his parent. Yeah, Mikey was. Like, what, what, what the hell's going on? What's taking so long? Oh, oh they, yeah. And then, and, and then oh. you called me. I think what time you called me, like, oh, they haven't taken me back yet. I go, what the hell? Yeah, I scheduled this last September, so I was supposed to be up first. Then I've they tell you I always call the day before, so I call the day before. Then it ends up I'm delayed three hours. So instead of checking at 530, I check in at 830. And of course, I haven't eaten since 630 the night before. And I'm just waiting. They get in me in there. Get They get me prepped. I'm still waiting, waiting. Then I think that's when I probably called Mikey while I was, you know, already hooked up, prepped and everything, just getting ready to get put under. And finally, I think they were getting me in at 2.30 was the surgery, I think. Then, of course, I still hadn't eaten, no water. And then after the surgery, finally, you know, they we waited, I don't know, probably another three hours in the recovery room waiting for a room to open up. Then we get up there. I finally, I don't know, an hour or two later, got to have a meal, some small meal. And then after that, all night long, every two hours, of course, come in, check your vital signs and give you more meds. And I was starting to feel really sick and nauseous because they're giving me all this stuff on a next to empty stomach. I I couldn't take it. So the next day, I think 1130 in the morning, my surgeon's PA came in and she saw how well I was doing because they already had me a couple hours after surgery walking like 150 feet down the hallway and stuff. And and uh, the next morning they had me walk some more and go up and down this little staircase in the physical therapy room. So she said, all right, well, I'll discharge you. And that was at 1130 in the morning. Well, quarter, we didn't get out of there till quarter to three in the afternoon. So I, we were getting a little upset because I felt like I, we were, I was kidnapped and I just wanted to go home already. And I was still, I was still feeling nauseous because all night long they were giving me all these meds on an empty stomach practically. And I just, and so on the way home, I made sure I had a bucket and a bag ready. And sure enough, I lost it a little bit on the way home. And so 
after I got home, I quit taking the meds. I couldn't do it anymore. So I, I'm not all uh, drugged up tonight. I know you guys are disappointed. You were looking for <laughs> you, 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 you weren't even that bad. When I, when you called me, what Tuesday, what Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Yeah. What the, when you just got out of surgery, you called me a couple yeah. hours later when they finally got you to a room. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even that, even then you sounded fine when I talked to you. They did. I was it, disappointed. They did it different this time. Whisper sweet nothings in my ear and stuff. Oh, you'd be like all frisky and loose. If they'd have done it last time, I would have probably <laughs> drunk dialed you about three, four times in a row. I was waiting for it. I know. I was like, oh. But this time they, they didn't give me a general anesthetic. They did the spinal blockage or something like that. And so it they they started changing their ways of doing it so it was easier coming out of the surgery in the recovery room. And also it was nice because I didn't have to get a catheter. Right. Well, that's that's good for you, not not good for me. <laughs> did, did, <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping for some gimmicked up Jerry Lynn. I know you're looking for some entertainment but, at uh, my expense, right? We'll have to save that next time we're together. We'll have to because last time we were together, every actually since we've never actually had a time to just go out and have a couple cocktails and just relax. No, not since it's always, it's always uh, been New go, Orleans. go 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 <laughs> go. Yeah, that we that almost that almost ended badly. Yes, but. Uh, we see the we see the notebook on Broadway. We'll go out to dinner. Oh, okay. We'll uh, all right. Have a couple of drinks. My goodness. So, Jerry, I'm glad you're doing all right. So, what's your setup right now? Are you uh, are you sitting in a chair or what are you doing? You on a couch? Yeah, I'm sitting in the chair. I just can't bend, you know, more than ninety degrees at the waist. So, well, that's probably good right now. Yeah. So, what do you what do you reclined? No, I'm just sort of sitting straight up, but the way the chair is sitting, my thigh is sort of. The chair is high enough, so my thigh is, you know, diagonally towards the ground, so it's it's not close to a ninety degree angle. That's confusing to shit out of me. Okay, I, w- I, I was going to say I'm not. I have certain I need rules. To turn your camera on right now. I have, no, I have certain rules I have to do for probably three, at least three months. And no, I, I get that part, but yeah. I don't know how you're sitting, but your leg is not at ninety degrees. I have it sticking out far enough in front of me so that the thigh isn't, you know, parallel with the floor. Oh. So basically what you're saying is your hip's okay, but now you're fucking up your back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it now. I'm a little wow. slow, but I figured it out. So what's your pain threshold right now as far as one to five, Jerry? One to five, it's probably a one. It's not bad right. right now. So I've been, oh, that's good. I've been doing my exercises twice a day, and uh, tomorrow I go to physical therapy at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, and then I'll probably do my exercises again tomorrow night. So I got these exercises I got to do twice a day. And then, of course, walk with the walker, but I'm not allowed to do more than 50% of my body weight on the leg. So so it's working out good so far. And I can tell because the last time I went through this, I was limping for two and a half years and they kept misdiagnosing me. So I wasn't working out or staying, you know, really physically active because I was in a world of hurt. And this time I started working out five months ago and I can tell a big difference in how I'm moving around this time. So I can tell it's helped a lot. Nice. So you should definitely take some videos from physical therapy too and post those on Twitter. Oh, when I start doing some of this stuff, uh, I'll try and get video footage of how Annabelle and Pam make fun of me when I got to do these sideways and marches, like I'm stepping over things. I mean, they start mocking me and really pour it on. So I'll try and send you that footage. That will be entertainment. And then they'll sit there while they're doing it going, march around the house. March around the house. It's 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 something. It's, no sympathy. It's pretty sad that I'm more interested in hearing them make fun of you than watching you actually 
no. go through your physical therapy. No, that's normal. If you didn't, I'd think there was something wrong with you. Well, that's true. It happens, it happens in my house, too. Yep, I believe that. So with everything going on with Jerry and his health and what's going on with you, Mikey, what's been what's been new in your world? Anything that's, uh, you know, piqued your interest or set you off? Anything to that nature? Just losing weight like a motherfucker. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Except except, like I said last night. But, right. Uh, no, it's been uh, it's been good. I've been uh, I'm down 17 pounds now. Wow. I uh, have a ways to go yet, but, you know. This is what happens when you let yourself go and become a fat fuck. So, well, it's true. I'm not, you know, it's not, I'm not like I'm hiding it and being like, oh, I'm not that fat. No, I was fucking fat. I'm still fat. How tall are you, Mikey? 5'9". Five 5'9", nine. Five nine. okay. Yeah. So, I'm a little portly. But, uh... <laughs> I'm a little portly. <laughs> you know. You know uh, oh, my God. But, you know, just changing my diet. Not eating like a fucking cow all the goddamn time and uh, cutting back. The keto thing really helps. Are you, are uh, you doing some cardio? I started the cardio last week. Awesome. I'm up to uh, about three and a half, four miles an hour is kind wow. of what my, my pace is at. So it's not too bad. I'm scared to push it because with my knees and my back so fucked up, you know, on the treadmill, it's kind of like, eh. Well, speaking of your knees and your back fucked up, I, I kind of threw something out there on social media and, and I, I noticed you, uh, you replied to it as well. Is there any chance at all in two we could get some type of, uh, you know, legends match going on with either one of you? What What are your thoughts on that? And uh, would you be open to it? A what? Well, I'm, a, I'm an actual match. Well, maybe, Jerry, if you don't feel like you want to perform, maybe you could be in the corner. But, you know, Mikey, would you be open to perform if maybe the Bucks and Cody say, hey, let, let's go ahead and let's have some fun. Let's do this. Maybe I'm not, I'm not bionic yet, so I I could you know. Technically, I probably could. Now, whether I'm open to it or not, that's a whole other story. Well, I but, don't know who wouldn't be. I mean, it's going to be a svelte uh, Mikey Whipwreck by that time it rolls around. Well, according to the one one guy on Twitter, I'm a fat fuck, old and broken. God, so, wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, but no, like you know, it's uh, no. Maybe next time hey, he'll say portly. That, that, that would be polite. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know. Well, I would manage, but I really don't. You know, I've had a lot of requests to get back in the ring, and they'd always say, you know, yeah, it's a tag. You won't have to do anything, you know. And I just, yeah. just for out of principle alone, the guy, Heavy D, who, whose company is heavy on wrestling, he did such a great job on my retirement show that, I just I don't think it'd be fair to him to come out of retirement and go do it again. But I would manage, you know. Would you be willing to take a bump as a manager? Oh no, no, I could be paralyzed. Okay. My neck is that bad. Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah, Jerry's done. Good for him. Yeah, I always joked around and said, <laughs> "Yeah, good for me." I always joked around and said, "I'm going to wrestle till my I can't do it anymore." And sure enough, I did. Well, let me let me both ask you guys this question. What is what is the worst injury that you've had in a match that you had to work through and finish the match? Now, I know, Jerry, you had mentioned before that you had uh, broken an ankle, which was pretty bad. But, Mikey, what was the worst injury you had during a match and you realized it was bad, but you still had to finish it? Let's see. One, there was this, this uh, uh, earthquake shiver <laughs> <laughs> to my jaw. Well, at least it wasn't as bad as her. The clutch wasn't as bad as the earthquake shiver. 
That's right. Lisa Clutch was a, a foreign object that had some sort of padding. <laughs> the earthquake shiver. <laughs> earthquake shivers because his forearm right to my face. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, no, the, the worst one was uh, I had a dive into Luis Bacoli, and he didn't catch me very well. So my the back of my knees slammed across the top of the guardrail. And then I teeter-tottered and then smacked my head on the floor. Oh, God. Oh, wow. And I was, I was out. I didn't, I didn't remember a damn thing. I just, I, somehow I finished the match. And I remember um, coming to when Tammy Sitch was in the ambulance with me. She came to the hospital with me. So that, that's why I woke up with Tammy Sitch looking over me in the ambulance. Wow. What would you say? What the hell happened? I thought I died. I just saw the, this big white light behind Tammy and her face. <laughs> And I went, well, what the, what the fuck is going on? Oh, you know, and then and then go to the hospital, and then uh, I kind of I was kind of like talking to them, answering answering questions and things like that. They go, okay, we got we got to check him for internal bleeding. So I said, I said, I don't think I'm fucking bleeding, you know. So I go, how they checked it? They stick a thing down my throat. No, they turn me over. The guy fucking sticks his fucking something up my ass. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he goes, no, he's not bleeding. I said, I am now. <laughs> Sounded like Ozzy there. Yeah. It, was, it was a, uh, ooh, hello. <laughs> and, then, and then for some reason, I got back to the ECW arena before the main event, which was that barbed wire match with uh, Sabu and Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, I was l- looking for my hat. or I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was doing. I was just walking around ringside aimlessly, like completely like <laughs> During the lights match? were on. No, before it started. Oh, oh, okay. But I, I just started walking out. I walked down the aisle. I just started walking around the ring aimlessly. <laughs> the lights were on. Nobody was home. So one, one of the ring crew guys, one of the guys, come, they come to get me. Hey, come to the back. And I, and I come back, and Paulie's like, what are you doing? Stay, sit down. <laughs> I go, I go, what? I was, just, I, was, I was looking for my hat. And they go, Jesus Christ. It was like Ozzy Osbourne. I was shuffling around, completely lost, dazed and confused. Looking for my hat. Why I thought my hat would be a ringside, I don't know. But yeah, just just walking around aimlessly. Uh, now my lights were on, but nobody was home. My worst one was uh, I was wrestling Rob, and he picked me up for a body slam, and I, we're out on the floor, and I'm thinking, okay, he's going to body slam me on the floor, and he quick turned me and dropped me across the rail because he wanted me to set up for his leg drop off the apron. And uh, you could, I could just hear it and feel it. It just made a loud crack. And even uh, Pee Wee, the referee, told me afterwards he heard it from inside the ring. So oh. I, I was a hurting unit. And so I finished the match. And when I got back home, I went to the doctor, got x-rays, nothing showed. So I kept on wrestling, but I couldn't cough. I couldn't sneeze. I couldn't laugh. It was hard to get in and out of a chair, in and out of a car. It, it was horrible. And before every match, I would take a Vicodin. Then after a while, it would be like, well, I'll take two Vicodins for every match oh, just boy. to get through it. Then after about six weeks, I had this baseball-sized bulge coming out of my ab- lower abdomen. And I showed Paulie, and he says, you better go get a CAT scan. Because I told him I got x-rays and nothing showed. So I went and got a CAT scan. Well, then they found my pelvic bone was fractured, and I had a torn ab. So every time I wrestled and took a bump, I had internal bleeding. It formed a big hematoma. But that oh. that was the most painful 
because I couldn't, you know, like I said, I couldn't laugh, couldn't cough, couldn't sneeze. And it was so painful. Oh, but I wrestled like that for a month and a half because I already went to the doctor and nothing showed up. But damn. Yeah. So what do you what do you do when, you know, that that move from Rob is part of his repertoire? Let's say, you know, you you're going to wrestle him again and you say, hey, look, I, I don't want to do this. This, you know, one of your signature moves that you do in a match is someone typically okay with that? Or are they the type of person that would say, no, I have three or four things that are very much who I am. This is what I do. The, the, the audience expects it. Are they normally okay with, with maybe going ahead and doing a substitution for something if someone needs it? Or is there any pushback? It was just lack of communication. He didn't tell me what he was doing because he, he picked me up for a body slam. So I was posting for a body slam. And I thought he was going to slam in the floor. So I just told him, you know, just let me know what you're going to do next time. So so I could prepare for it because I was prepared to go land on my back when he just quick turned and threw me stomach down on the rail. What's that, what's that like when he does the leg drop to the back, back of your head from the apron? Is that a pretty hard bump or? Uh, not if you tuck your chin. I would just tuck my chin and, and uh, you know, flip off the rail and. What probably landing on the concrete would hurt more because his legs, you know, were so big and muscular, it didn't really hurt. It would just, you know, bounce off you. I, I did it once when I took it. I took my chin, and when I went to flip myself off the guardrail, I smacked my mouth on the guardrail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, bloody lip. I, I, uh, I, oh. Well, I, oh, what a, it wasn't Rob, it was all me. I almost, uh, Got my own pelvic bone the one time because I did went running down the apron to do the little flippy off the apron. Well, I, I think it may have been on Danny or Roadkill. They were on the other side of the rail. So I was to get extra. It was pretty far. So I thought, well, I'll just take off off the timekeeper table. Well, as soon as I hit the timekeeper table and went to push off, the timekeeper table collapsed. So I landed stomach first on the top oh. of the rail and flipped <laughs> over. And I just oh. went, oh. it just took all the wind out of me. But I lucked out; it didn't hit my pelvic bone or my ribs. Oh, I broke my uh, my elbow, dislocated my elbow doing doing a leg drop off the top. I, I, I leaned too much and posted. Yep, and it, went, it. it went. Oh. <laughs> and it went. Oh, oh, and it it hurt like hell. I did that with Dean Malenko on WCW on a live Nitro. He had me across his shoulders on the top, and went to do that jump off and drop me across his knee, stomach first. Yeah. And I'd already had my elbow wrapped up because my uh, elbow had like that golf ball on the end of it. Yep. And uh, and I was trying to protect his knee, too. So I put my arms out so I wouldn't crush his leg and his knee. And when my right arm hit, it hyperextended at the elbow and dislocated. And, oh, I, I looked at it and it looked like something you'd see in a horror movie. It yes, was, it was yes. bent the way it was not supposed to be bent. And I'm looking at the ref and I'm going, I'm effed up. And... You, well, before that, you could hear me on live TV scream F as loud as I could. And I'm yelling at the breath. I'm going, I'm effed up. I'm effed up. And I'm punching my the armpit of my arm, trying to get it to go back in. Finally, I just grabbed it by the wrist and twisted it. I, so I, so I say sort of back oh. in place. And you could hear and feel a rip. And I went, uh-oh, that didn't sound good. But uh, oh. I ended up tearing my tricep and who knows what else in there. But I never went and got it fixed. Uh, I got mine, and I just went to the went to the hospital, right? And I'm sitting there, and I, I'm in gear, looking like an idiot, right? So the lady goes, 
All right, well, we got to take x-rays. I said, okay, so put your arm up here. Now, this x-ray table, they sit me down. It had to be almost at my neck level, the, the height of this fucking table. I said, how am I supposed to do this? She goes, come on, put your arm up here. I said, oh. So I, I lift my arm up, and I get it, and I put it on this table. I go, oh, okay. And then she left the picture. All right, now we got to get the other side. And I go, what? She goes, we got to get a picture of the other side. I go, what other side? She goes, the other way. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. She comes over, and she flips my arm. Just picks it up and just flips it the other side. Oh, drops it over. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And I'm, I'm screaming like a little baby. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh. So she takes the picture, right? And then I, I, I cuddle back up, and I'm, I got, like, my own little handmade sling. And I'm like, oh. And it's in there. So the doctor comes in and goes, okay, well, we're going to give you this just to relax you a little bit. I said, oh. And now the, the pain's really kicking in. At first, it didn't hurt. It, it went like numb. Like at first it was like, uh, like all pins and needles when it first happened. Or you were right? still in shock. <laughs> right. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But I'm like, oh. And then on the way to the hospital, the pain is kicking in like you wouldn't believe. I'm like, oh, this. And of course, then when she flipped my arm over the other way. So they, when they finally put the medicine in to relax me, and the guy goes, okay. And they had the one doctor come in, hold my arm, the top of my arm, and then we pulled the bottom. Man, as soon as it snapped into place, it was like, ah. Oh. It was like instant relief that the thing was back in. Oh, wow. So he puts a cast on it and everything else. I got a cast on from, from my fingers to just just below my shoulder. Like it's a full arm cast. And it's bent at a 90-degree angle. So the complete opposite of hip surgery, I guess. Oh. And so, uh, so for, for like two days, I kept it on. I was very proud of myself. I said, oh, I can't take it. Right? Like I couldn't stand not moving my fingers. Right? So I cut it off at the wrist. So I, I let my, so I can move my fingers and everything else. Right. So then I cut it back to my forearm and then I cut it back down from my, the top of my shoulder, just above my elbow. So <laughs> by, by the time this thing was fucking done, I had two inches above my elbow and two inches below. <laughs> so, wow. so, so when I went back to the doctor to get the cast off, he looks at me and goes, <laughs> what, what happened? I go, I don't know. It just, uh, <laughs> I just couldn't take it. I don't know. And he goes, he goes, well, I said, it started off, Doc, with just cutting off the part around my fingers, which was just at my wrist. And then I figured little by little, as it healed, I would just go higher and higher. And he goes, well, what, what caused you to stop? With three inches of cast left. And I went, and I said, well, well, I figured I'm paying you. You might as well do something. <laughs> So he cut the rest off, and he, he was just shaking his head. But I, I know that was that really did some damage to it because I, I still can't open my arm, extend my arm all the way. Oh, me neither. It, it's it's stuck at like a, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's not forty five degrees, obviously, but right. it's maybe it's like a ten degree, yeah, twenty degree bend. I can't extend my arm all the way. And I hate how at the emergency room they have no sympathy whatsoever. Like in Poughkeepsie, when I did the concrete facial and smashed my face on the floor. Lance took was me that, to Was that a sound effect of me cutting off my, my cast? <laughs> I think so. Who's, who's, who's doing construction right now? <laughs> what the hell is that? Reenacting my, my cast coming off. <laughs> is that construction or is that a blender? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Who's, who's got the Vitamix going? <laughs> <laughs> who's got the Ico Pro going right now? What the oh hell? Oh, my God. I don't believe that. Wait, hang on. Let me see. Uh, we have that ninja silver bullet thing, so I think the wife's making a 
a shake or something. Tell her her timing was impeccable. <laughs> Tell Pam we're recording. Perfect. Well, that was perfect. We that didn't. Was great. We don't even have to dub in sound effects for taking off the cast. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Oh. Oh, oh, she's a keeper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I was going to tell you when Lance took me to the emergency room. You know, I got a broken nose and I, my head's busted open. And uh, the nurse, after sitting there for I think two and a half, three hours, we finally get back there and see the doctor. And she says, uh, "Asked what happened." I said, "Well, I fell about I don't know eight feet to the floor and landed face first on the concrete." And she says, "Were you unconscious at all?" I said, "No." And she says, "Well, we don't need X-rays then." And I'm thinking, "What?" It felt like my head was in two chunks. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, the emergency people—they don't care. And then I thought head wounds had a higher priority at the emergency room. What is she grinding up? Jeez, oh, peace. Is she grinding up cinder blocks? Wait, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of blending going on. You know on. what? It might not be her. Well, I wonder if it is her. Hang on, I'll go check. Oh, good. This is going to be good. Is Annabelle taking like a like an extracurricular class that's like woodwork or something? Or you like extra credit for making a birdhouse? Oh, that was funny. Only at the Lynn residence do these weird sounds happen. <laughs> Late at night. Right. Oh, my goodness. Hi. All right. I'm just checking. You know the bad part about this is? What's that? We made the gimp have to get up and walk. To go for that. <laughs> what the hell that noise was? We did. On the bad hip. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to set him back a few weeks. Yeah. I was making a good recovery until I get up and look at the Vitamix. Do you hear the clicking? I think it's his crutches or his walker. All right. Oh, you can hear the walker creaking? <laughs> oh, we heard We can. Oh, we great. felt bad because we made you get up. I, was, I, was, uh, I feel like he like, oh, yeah, I made the gimp get up and go look at the I know. making that noise. I was like, and I almost stood up wrong. I was like, oh, got to be careful here. But uh, So that's not at your house? That's not no, your family? It, it was. My daughter's got a friend sleeping over tonight. And no, I don't know if she's sleeping over. It's, I forgot, it's school tomorrow. She's just over tonight for a little bit, and they're all in the kitchen, standing around the ninja, and they're making shakes. Oh. I was going to say that. She'd be like, like, a lot of mixing going on. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a lot of work. Are they grinding carrots, or what? what's... Uh... Well, usually it's spinach, and she, she does this Lady Boss stuff, which is like the special protein powder with all these different nutrients and stuff for women. And it's been working really good. So she do that. I don't know what other stuff she puts in it, but she's got all these different recipes. So some of it will taste like a banana split. Some of it will taste like other desserts, but it's all healthy for you. So I've been, I've been doing the smoothie thing too. Yeah. Spinach and whatever the hell else is in it. My right. Wife makes it. But yeah, no, it's uh, it holds me over. It's actually uh, very nutritious. Yeah, and the lady boss stuff has a appetite suppressant in it. Can men take it? Yeah. Because when I see Lady Boss, I mean, that makes only perfect sense for me. My wife is my boss. <laughs> see, that's something we have in common. Yeah. Have Have either one of you guys heard about this apple cider vinegar thing that, you know, apple cider vinegar can help you lose belly fat if you drink it? Yeah, because you fucking throw up. <laughs> uh, well, that was, that was what I was going to get into because I'm going to hold this up here for the camera. And oh, no. I was drinking apple cider vinegar because I was told that it's good to uh, to cleanse your system and it also helps burn belly fat. But apple cider vinegar by itself tastes like taint. So I went to the grocery. Wait, it tastes and actually, like what? It tastes like taint. How do you know what that tastes like? I'm just imagining. Oh, boy. You know what we use apple cider vinegar for at work? 
Yeah, probably cleaning. No, you poke a few holes in the cap and it gets rid of the fruit if you have fruit flies. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Or like the wife calls them, peckernats. <laughs> Your wife's face, yeah. Peckernats? Wow. Yeah. No, that's because they're dicks. Oh. Wow. Well, this this company is called Bragg. Yeah, and that's they the brand make, we use too. Okay, so this 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 company makes this drink. So if you, they so give your you belly is going to be peckernet for free. <laughs> I'm going to be peckernet free because I'm going to be smelling like what is it? Pecker, peckernet. What is it? Nats. Peckernets. 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 Yeah. So yeah, it, it's uh, if we get bananas or something from the store, and all of a sudden you got some fruit flies flying around in the kitchen. All you got to do is get that stuff and poke a few holes in the cap, and then it'll track the gnats, and they'll go in, but they can't get out. Let me ask you guys a question. This might sound kind of odd, but you know, why not? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't ask it. This, this is not going to, this is not going to go over well, but oh, anyway, just, just ask for God. You ever scratch different parts of your body and then just smell? It's like, what, what does that smell like? And the reason what? why I say that, yeah, the reason, the reason why I say that. Why did you ask that question? I just didn't know. I don't know if it's a, if it's, I did it in front of Megan and she said, why did you do that? And I said, it was, I don't know. I just scratched and I was like, hmm, I wonder where that, hmm, you know, um, I went ahead, I put my finger in my belly button and I just kind of rolled it around a little bit, you know? Oh my God. Then, yeah. I'm telling you right now, that is certifiable, just wretched. So I recommend anyone right now. Not, if, not if you bathe. Yes. Not, you no, I do get washed. I, I'm just saying it happens. There's areas of your body that just collect sweat. You don't just let the water run over it. You got to clean your belly button too. I do sometimes. <laughs> it is, man. Ooh. Now you're reminding is, me of an orangutan at the zoo or something. It's gamey in there. Well, the other thing about being a husky person is you got fat flaps, right? And you got to get underneath. Oh, you got to get underneath. Oh. You do. Ab- Abdul the butcher told me you put deodorant under there. Yeah, I put deodorant underneath my flaps as well. Do you throw poop at people too? Had to go down the poop route, didn't you, Jerry? Wow. Oh, oh, my God. That's why I'm trying to lose weight, too. I don't want to have, you know, flaps. It's a goal of mine. Oh, boy. Flaps. Well, you guys were talking about injuries and... Vagina. What? <laughs> 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 he said flaps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a slang in uh in england you call a a vagina flaps what about in the when was it the swinger the swinging what 30s 40s when they had the flapper girls that was the 20s or 20s okay formerly known as jerry's high school years oh really okay on a scale of 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 one to there might have been a dead body on this. How dirty was the ECW ring? Pretty clean, actually. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. We, really? We, we, we had like six or seven canvases. Okay. And we, after a weekend, we take them and get them washed. We take them to a big uniform supply company mm-hmm. that had these giant washing machines, and they would uh, they'd wash them for us. Nice. So they didn't last very long yeah. anyway because with all the tables and everything else, they'd rip. I mean, right. the, the, usually the ones for TV, it was a brand new one almost every time. Okay. For TV. House shows, we, we'd reuse the old one. You have like duct tape on it <laughs> to keep some of it together. But 
they were they were always clean. What so was you? Do you remember the worst one you wrestled in? Uh, hmm. I remember mine vividly. It was Ian Rotten's IWA Mid South, and he always had those death matches, and he would oh. never clean the canvas. It was horrible. Oh, and oh. and I'm getting ill. It didn't matter how much you swept the ring out, too, either. If there was a match earlier in the show that had glass tubes and stuff, when I got done and I had someone use the alcohol on my back, you could feel every little tiny little scratch. If you got it scratched by any little shards yep. of glass, it was horrible. It would burn like hell. Yeah. Well, I can't. Re- I don't think of the, the dirtiest one I've been in. You guys had talked about. You know, there was a promotion that kind of gave you a hard time, Mikey, for not having your blood work done, the Athletic Commission. How often yeah. would you guys get blood work done just just to be careful, just to be cautious? Because, you know, I know a lot of the guys you know, were very comfortable with themselves in ECW, but I mean, at the end of the day, blood's still blood, you know. did Was that something that was a mandatory thing that you guys needed to go somewhere to get just checked, or was it something that was up to you to get done? Just up to us. I don't think at that point any of the commissions had the... Uh... I had blood work at that point. Didn't uh, no, nowhere, nowhere we went. Did Louisiana at that time? No. Okay. Did Missouri? Not that I know of. Did they piss test you guys? No. 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 But ECW, think- if you pass a if you pass a drug test, you were fired. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be. You had to either be a smoke pot, do cocaine, uh, prescription drugs. Or steroids. If you didn't do any of the above, you were fired. <laughs> did, did you ever see two guys go out there and you're, you're, they're both just three sheets to the wind and you wonder how in the hell is this going to turn out? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Have either one of you guys gone out with somebody and you just said to yourself, oh, this is going to be a clusterfuck. They're not even, they're not even 50% there. Yeah. Every night with Sam. Wow. Every night. But, but he was always, for me, I mean, he was, you know, he was sloppy at points. You know what I mean? But he never actually hurt me, hurt me. But so, see, that's the, that one, really... the one time he ruptured my eardrum. <laughs> that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but considering all the matches we had, that was my big injury from the salmon. I, I you know, aside from the cane, the cane stuff, but you can't really help that. But yeah, if, now, someone, if someone was really messed up, my main concern wasn't if they were going to mess up the match. It was if I was going to be hurt or not. Right. Wow. Now we had seen in TNA when I guess it was Jeff Hardy and Sting, they were having a a world title match. And, you know, we all know about the backstory now, how, you know, Jeff had some, had some issues with substance and he came out there and they went ahead and they squashed the match pretty, pretty quickly. Was there ever a situation like that before where it was just like, oh, they're not even ready, but we have to send them out because they were advertised and then just went ahead and Kind of had a quick one. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think we, I don't. Looking back on it now, there are plenty of times a couple of guys went out there that probably should have been out there. <laughs> I think more than a couple times. <laughs> Try to be nice here, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, but you look at the, the at the time it was in the, in the business and, and you know on Earth in general, it was you know it was it was more acceptable. Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't. I mean, it nowadays it would never happen. It wasn't just ECW either. No, no. 
when you were talking about the, you know, the injuries that you guys had sustained, and it was interesting because, Mike, you said you went to the hospital and then you came back while the show was still going on. That's almost as if like it was a storyline. But <laughs> yeah, like you came back and like all of a sudden you could have went right out there again. So what was the what was the most gruesome thing you had actually witnessed? Either you were backstage looking at the monitor or you were just backstage and then the guys came back and you went, oh, my God. Like what was the most you were worried situation as far as an injury is concerned with any of the boys back in ECW. Oh, there's a few. One would oh, be uh sinister blowing his finger off. Oh, I had heard was... that story and I wanted to get your take on that Mikey, because oh, 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 that oh. one was, I heard that was pretty intense. It was intense. It was indeed intense. So the devil says to me, ah, Mikey, I'm going to do, he goes, I'm going to do a chic gimmick. And I go, what? A giant fireball. I said, okay. So we had this little contraption where it was a copper tube with some wires connected to it, uh, a battery, and a little a little trigger switch. And what happened, you would get the flash paper, which you would take one-eighth of a sheet of eight-and-a-half by 11 size flash paper. You take an eighth of it, fold it up, put it in this in this little tube, and when he would... And then he wore it on his hand. So when you press the trigger, it would light the filament at the bottom of the tube and it would shoot a fireball. And he would shoot, it looked like he's shooting it from his hand. Not right. Now we use it a couple of times where he did, he would shoot uh, Mama Luke in the balls with, with the fireball, things like that. But uh, he said he wanted to make a sheet gimmick. So he took this entire sheet of eight and a half by 11 flash paper and crumbled up, is trying to shove it into this little tube. Well, he couldn't get it in. So he goes, Ah, so he goes and he gets his toothbrush. Oh, no. So he starts jamming it in with a toothbrush. And as he's jamming it in there, his finger hits the button because he didn't take the battery out. And basically because there was nowhere for the the fireball to come out the tube, he made a mini pipe bomb. And this Uh. thing just went to recreate the sound from before. (laughs) (laughs) And this thing, this thing just blows. I had a I had a flashback to the purse shot because all I heard all I heard was and then and it was like a war scene like you know when the grade goes off next to somebody at your you know the movie and it's like all muffled and everything else and like very like disoriented I was like what the fuck is going on and I look at, I look at Vandy and he's just got blood pouring out of his hand and there's this giant hole in his hand. And I'm like, holy shit. So he takes his other hand. He, he kind of clenches around his wrist to kind of, you know, and he kind of pinches his arms. So he gets his arm up now, bent in half, with you know, facing up with, with his fingers around his wrist, trying to stop the bleeding. So we run into the bathroom, to the sink. And now he's trying to wash the piece of hand, everything else, <laughs> off his hand. And it, we, we both, I'm looking down, we both look up in the mirror. And he stops, he goes, and just clear as day, he goes, Mikey, you seem to have a bit of my hand hanging from the bridge of your nose. And I look in the mirror and I, got, I like, I look like, I look like in Pulp Fiction when they shot Marvin in the face oh, in the no. back of the car. It was like I had like a piece of his hand over my face and blood. It was like, oh. So now I'm going to rinse off my face. He's He's got blood pouring out of his hand, right? So he like kind of like gets the bleeding stopping from his hand. And he's like, ah. Oh. And then he looks down. And he pulls part of his jacket away from his shirt. And he had a black shirt on. 
and it looked like like a wet spot, right? He goes, oh, and he rips his shirt open. And he's got like a, a shot, like, look, he got shot <laughs> in, in his stomach. And he goes, and that's where he like, he like got pale white. and was like, oh God, this is it. Right. <laughs> and, and then he, he like, like almost faints into like a chair or, you know, he and, and talking to him later, he goes, ah, oh, Mike, you look like a scene in the movies when the hero makes the save and saves the day and looks down and he's mortally wounded. <laughs> that's what he thought was mortally <laughs> wounded. But we, and the scary part about it, he goes, the scary part about this, Mikey, is that was when we when it came out with the Jerry, he was going to shoot the fireball between me and the Jerry's head. Oh wow! So well, that would have ended badly. But uh, right. I remember, he, I remember he calls me up. I call him up, you know, after the paper. He goes, "How you doing?" He goes, "Ah, oh, Mikey, bring me a beer and a Burger King cup." <laughs> so at that point, I knew I knew he was he was fine asking for beer. Well, I remember hearing what happened, so I went in the locker room to go check on him, and you're sitting there next to him, and he's got his hand all wrapped up, and I go and check on him. He's like, ah, Jerry, and I'm talking to him, and all of a sudden, you just stop me, Mikey, in mid-sentence. You go, he's in shock. He's not hearing a thing you're saying. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was scary for a little while. Yeah. But yeah, when he just when he just you know cleaned the blood from his hand, he just looks at the mirror and goes, "Ah, Mikey, you have a bit of my ha- my bit of my hand hanging from the bridge of your nose." <laughs> <laughs> incomplete, incomplete gimmick and everything else. I was just like, "Oh, oh man." Hilarious. Another one would have to be uh, when Sabu ripped his bicep open on the barbed wire. Was it the match oh. with Terry Funk? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was he the night he went to the hospital, wasn't it? I don't know if he went to the hospital. He was telling everything. He was telling everybody to just use crazy glue. Well, no, wasn't that the night you said you went to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the night. And then the night uh, New Jack and Vic Grimes went off the scaffold. Oh, God. That was yeah, bad. That- I, I went out there to watch it live from the crowd's point of view, and it looked bad, especially when Vic Grimes landed on New Jack's head. Yeah, that was scary because even when Tommy came back and was, like, freaking out, I was like, holy shit, this isn't good. Like, we, we thought, like, somebody was dead. You know, that's what we thought from in the back. But, to, you know, until we got word, but we thought someone was really, like, fucking dead. So, kind of looking at this from a different perspective, when things like that happen, so let's, the, the Vic Grimes, New Jack thing, what's what's Paul's response to all of this? Is he is he just freaking out, or is he fairly calm during stuff like this? What What's his demeanor when, when shit starts to get real? That was the greatest match I've ever seen. I don't know. <laughs> that was the greatest fuck up in the history of fuck ups. In terms of fuckery, go that was complete fuck up. <laughs> I can't believe how fucking phenomenal that fucking fuck up was. <laughs> My dog hasn't licked his balls once the whole night he's been sitting here. I think he's learning. You sound disappointed. I am. I kind of. You know, I gotta get used to it. All right, how about some fan questions? I was just about I, to say I've had a few. I've got some as well, so we're gonna let. Right. Uh... Well, time's up. <laughs> Thanks for joining another week this year on the Front Row Material Podcast. This is Mikey Whipwreck for my good friend Jerry Lynn, who's uh, convalescing at home after knee, uh, after uh, hip replacement surgery, and Mike Freeland, who's gonna go scratch his his balls. <laughs> Thank you. This we'll see you all next week. How are you both given the idea of your finishers? And mine was, uh, I couldn't think of a finisher. And at the time, Nova was coming up with all these cool new moves and stuff. So one week I asked Nova if he could come up with a finisher for me. 
And so the next week he says, uh, I thought of one for you. He says, do you remember Dynamite Kid in Japan when he would do the cradle pile driver? I said, yeah. He says, why don't you give that a try? And so I tried it and it, it stuck. But that's one of the reasons probably why I needed both hips replaced too. Yeah. Is between be. between leg drops and sit out power bombs and pile drivers, I probably landed on my butt 10,000 times and your hips don't like that. So how about your uh, your whippersnapper? Uh, I saw Jimmy Garvin do it on a WCW pay-per-view and he called it the 911. And I thought it was kind of cool. I said, what if I do, what I could probably do that from the top rope? If I was standing on the middle rope, the guy could stand on the top, he could jump land behind me. And the guy could technically probably land on his feet and just squat. And that's it. Fiddle would be kind of cool. And then, yeah. So we each did finishers where it did more damage to us than our opponent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it got to be too much off the top rope all the time. So that's why I started doing it like Steve Austin used to do it. Just come up with different variations to get to it from the floor. Um, just on the mat. Because it was, it was just too much to be off the top rope every night. But in all seriousness, though, Mikey, I mean, uh, Ronnie Garvin started it. Okay. You then. Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin, I'm sorry. Started it. Yeah. You did. And then, yeah. obviously, he must have got it from either one of you guys. Steve got it from Michael Hayes. My, oh, so the Freebirds did it? My, yeah, Michael told him to do, to, uh, that he should use it. Interesting. Recommended it. Yeah. And I got mine from Jimmy Garvin. So, technically, Fabulous Freebirds are responsible for the Whippersnapper and the Stone Cold Stunner. But I think Johnny Ace was doing it, too. Oh, I think he called like the Ace Crusher or something. Did he always talk Japan. like that? Like what? Hey, everybody. Johnny Ace, did he always talk like that? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I never knew him before he talked like that, so. I always wondered, was it just his natural voice, or did he have, was there something going on there? Like, the way he would talk? I didn't know. Just curious, because everybody does a parody of him, and I was just wondering if it was just his natural voice. It's just that low, or? That's just it. That was it. How you doing, kid? Ready to come back, kid? Like Randy, he had like a Randy Savage-esque voice. Uh-huh. So that question was from <laughs> that got over like a fart in church, huh? Right in uh-huh. the <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry Lynn. At least you still got rhythm. <laughs> oh god. So that question was from Pete Halligan. H A L L I G A N. Pete at Halligan. Thank you for submitting your question. The letter P. Can, can I do one? He's been to hell and back again. Sure. Okay, let me do Halligan. a thank you one, Jerry. This Halibut. one is from... The fish. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, mute yourself. I'm trying to read. I, I, I thought Jerry had it. No, Jerry did one, and then I asked him if I could read one. <clears throat> oh, that was his question. That was his yeah. question. He, told the, he, he said the guy's name after the fact. Correct. Yes, okay. I know. I, went, I was back. Yeah, he did okay. it all backwards. Confused the fuck out of me, but okay. So this question, this listener question is... I thought for, we were doing just one. I asked him if I could do a second one. You didn't ask me. Mikey, can I do a second one? Okay. Thank you. This one's from Vitamin J. He can be found on Twitter at Vitamin Capital JW. And he asks, who were your favorite tag teams growing up? And do you think tag team wrestling will ever have a prominent role in the industry again? Love the show, and thank you both for all the sacrifices you've made to entertain us many fans. So, what were your uh, favorite tag teams growing up, and uh, 
do you think tag team wrestling is popular right now? Or do you think that it's kind of taken a back seat? And do you think it'll ever come back again? It's, you don't see it done right too much anymore. Because when you see a lot of tag teams, and I'm guilty of it, what you're seeing is like three or four singles matches all mixed together. And I, I think it's sort of starting to come around where guys are actually working together like a team instead of going out there and having two singles matches. They're actually tagging in and out quicker. And, you know, it's a whole different story you're trying to tell with a tag match. Yeah, I don't know. See, I grew up with 80s WWF. So I had the British Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation, the Rougeos, the Killer, the killer Bees. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the Killer Bees? Jim Brunzel and who? Who's that other guy? <laughs> Mikey? I know it's Jim Brunzel. Who's the other guy? I just can't put my finger on it. Let me ask the Iron Sheik. Hey, okay. Sheiky baby. Who's in the Killer Bees? Oh, the Brian Blair. He's a gay. He's a worse than Michael Jordan. A Michael Jackson. The, uh, the Bolsheviks. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite teams um, was the uh, oh, now you got me laughing so hard I can't think anymore uh, the sheep herders oh. because they were so violent and then Vince hired them and turned them into a comedy gimmick you know the, the bushwhackers the dick grabbers yeah but they, uh, they were they were one of the most requested acts for personal appearances Oh, yeah. Believe well, not. you know, they even said, uh, I don't know if they liked it at first doing the comedy gimmick, but they said that's where they made the most money when they were doing the bushwhackers instead of the sheep herders. Yep. Well, I mean, isn't it a common belief amongst the wrestlers, whether or not you like the gimmick or not, if it, if it uh, it's over and you make a lot of money for it, you'll continue to do it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Brian Blair. <laughs> You're making more money as a fag, as a poor motherfucker. Uh, you're a partner, Mr. Jim Bronzella from the Minnesota. <laughs> and who did they work for there? That's right, as Deverna as Deverna Ganya <laughs> and his son Greg Ganya. I don't know. I don't know why the sheik. He just popped as like a Middle Eastern man for me, from from, from like a from a, from a, from a deli. <laughs> we had a, we had a deli by my house, and this is when Arizona iced tea first came out. And I asked the guy. I said, Muhammad, and that was his name. I said, Do you have an Arizona iced tea? Let me check. <laughs> Misty iced tea, raspberry iced tea, peach iced tea, no Arizona iced tea. I said, oh, you should really get it. It's pretty good. Is that good? I said, it's, it's, it's delicious. Okay. I ordered the Arizona iced tea. You like the raspberry iced tea? I said, no, just Arizona plain, like lemon, I think. They make a raspberry iced tea? I like raspberry iced tea. You like the raspberry iced tea? I said, I don't. I like Arizona iced tea. Okay. Lipton iced tea? <laughs> He just, yeah. Uh, wow. The, guy, the deli, his name was Muhammad. Wow. Nesty Ashti, Raspberry Ashti. 
Then he had like we had like knee high soda. You don't you don't knee high. Yes, it's it's like it's it's not regular soda. It's like it's like blue and there's like and they have orange grape, and grape, grape knee yeah. high, peach knee high, and it's got about fifty <laughs> times the sugar. Yeah, knee high. Tried the blue, buddy. Tried the blue. Nasty iced tea, raspberry iced tea. Has there been anybody who's just rubbed you guys just obnoxiously the wrong way? Just been like, oh my god, you know they they think too highly of themselves when they're really not. Dan the Man Hess. Who's that? Yeah, who's Dan Hess? You've never heard of Dan the Man Hess? I have not. I... Okay, so ECW was doing a TV taping in Hamburg, in Pennsylvania, and this guy came in. He had like four Ric Flair robes. He had, he had like a valet with him, and he was Dan the Man Hess. <laughs> well, he thought he was the fucking shit. Like he thought he was the greatest thing in the world. Like I said, had like three or four Ric Flair robes. You know, he, he had it, and he went out there and had a match with the Pitbulls, and he got squashed. wasn't too happy about doing that, but he took the the, the super bomb and got knocked a little loopy. So he was laying on the floor. Of the of the of the locker room, after getting knocked goofy, and he kind of comes, he starts to come to a little bit, and Chris Benoit comes over and goes, "Hey, uh, are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fucking tough. I didn't go to a shitty school like the wrestling the school that like the Hearts have." <laughs> and Benoit went, Ugh. and kind of like look and go, "Oh God, this is not good." Well, we were working, Cactus and I were working Benoit Malenko next. So as soon as he says this and gets Benoit all fucking riled up, their music hits. It's time to go to the ring. So Dean and Chris in the ring, Cactus and I go to the ring, and I'm like, okay. And I'm going to start the match off with, with Benoit. And he is just fucking stewing. Like, he looks pissed off as all hell. I go, oh, God. So Cactus goes, Mikey, come here. And I go, what? He goes, when you tie up with Benoit, I want you to say to him that Chris, you're damn the man's bitch. <laughs> and I walk away. Oh I walk God. away. And I go back to him. I go, no, wait a minute. What? He goes, Mike, I told you. I want you to say a tie up with Chris and go, Chris, you're damn the man's bitch. <laughs> And I go, I can't say that. He goes, Mikey, you're going to go tie up right now with Chris Benoit. And you're going to tell him that you're Dan the Man Hiss's bitch. So I look at it this way. Either Cactus is going to fucking kill me or Benoit's going to kick my ass. One of the two. So I do the old swallow my, my throat like this. <laughs> I go, Here we go. So I'm going to tie up. And we tie up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we back to the corner. And I go, <laughs> I go, Chris, he goes, what? I go, you're Dan the man's bitch. <laughs> and I wait for it. And he just goes, and starts fucking laughing. Nice. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, I thought, I go, oh, man, <laughs> he's going to kick the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. That's another shirt. You're Dan the Man's bitch. 
Yeah, but I was petrified. I'm thinking, oh my god, I don't know what to do. Do I piss off Cactus? Do I, or do I fucking piss off Chris? I go, well, here we go. I'll go with the one I'm not riding with. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was it was fine. But I was I was fucking petrified. Oh. Mikey, you're gonna go over there and you're gonna tell Chris that you're Dan the Man's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Well. Well, well, well. Well, on that note. Yes, that is going to do it for this week on Front Row Material. We've had a lot of fun. And if you're having fun, by all means, continue to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find the podcast anywhere. Fine podcasts are made available. Remember, don't forget to cruise on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. And... If you'd like to get some merchandise from Front Row Material, cruise on over to ProWrestlingTees.com. In the search box, you can go ahead and put in Front Row Material. We have a plethora of t-shirt designs. You can go ahead and pick yourself up a t-shirt today. You can also go ahead and get yourself a shirt from Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Not really quite sure what's going on. I've got a new shirt. We, we may have a new shirt. Um... But there's a lot of things going on. Follow us on uh, social media, on Twitter as well, <laughs> at FRMPod. Please submit your questions and let us know what you like about the program. I have no fucking idea what the hell's going on here. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, so, 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 if you'd like to go ahead and follow Mikey Whipwreck, you can follow him at Mikey Whipwreck underscore... If you'd like to follow Jerry Lynn, you can follow him at It's Jerry Lynn. I was going to ask you a question, Mikey, but you know what? Fuck, it's not even worth it at this point. You're doing these these, these autograph things. You sound, or... like, you, sound, you sound like Alex Trebek from Celebrity Jeopardy. You've just given up all hope. I, 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 I have nothing. I really have nothing. If you want an autograph picture of Mikey Whipwreck, go ahead and hit him up in the DM, and he'll go ahead and uh, get you connected. Um, with that being said, I'm going to first throw it to... Uh, to Mikey, any final parting words? <laughs> no. Guess not. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go overhead to Mr. Jerry Lynn. Great. That worked, too. That's perfect. Guys, I'm Mike Freeland. I've lost complete control of this shit show. So until next week. You left like Lady Lee Fairchild. We'll catch you next week on Front Row Material if we can get our shit together. We'll see you next week. Well then.